Downforce Radio is brought to you by Stopwatch Hospitality and 10tenths.com. This is a download from motorsportinpubs.co.uk Formula Pubscast with Paul Hadsley. Hello everybody and welcome to the Formula Pubscast, or as the cool kids may start calling it, the Fapubska. For pubs cat. Yeah, you get it. He gets it. That's it. He, everyone gets it. Anyway, uh, no, no, that's a good start, Rachel. Let's just uh, let's just introduce it, please. And let's just introduce the podcast. So we are here for the Monaco Grand Prix. We are motorsport in pubs. We are putting on an event, the Monaco Grand Prix. We have a packed halfway bar in the middle of the city centre of Birmingham. That's the city centre is the middle of most places. Underneath the BT Tower. So, and we have about, I'd say, at least about 50 people, probably more here. Uh, a great bustling atmosphere. So this, bit, this is a podcast out of time, of course, because you're hearing it after. Uh, the end of the race but so before the race whatever happens in the race is going to be more dramas to come but before the race there's only one question to ask and Rachel uh, my sidekick for today and uh, who's brought a dad here I might talk to all the Simonites that I can today but Rachel Simonite our first question to you and there's only one question today did Rosberg do it on purpose no right it does feel a little bit like a movie though I'm hoping you're going to expand on that in a minute. But it does feel like a movie. It does feel like Formula One's becoming epic. And we've had Senna and we've had Rush. And maybe the next Formula One film is going to be based on Lewis and, and Rosberg. And is this the, the catalyst? Is this what's going to kick it all off? It feels like a film. Like this is, If this is the trailer, it'd be like, two rivals, one race, one contentious incident in qualifying. Did Rosberg do it in on purpose? Um, I think... This is Peter, by the way. Hello. Yeah, nice to see you. I should introduce yeah, people before I ask, but that was my movie trailer. Did you like it? Uh, very much so, yes. yes. Two um, rivals, one track, one race, one angry moment, but did Rosberg do it on purpose? Potentially. I think if Lewis has his demons, and much as he might enjoy Lewis as a driver with his helmet on, with his helmet off, sometimes he can get a little bit <laughs> wearing. And what we're looking at here, I think, yeah. is Lewis turning himself into the film of Senna with the increasing number of demons coming from his teammate. Now, the exact... There's many demons in the Senna movie. I don't know what, it wasn't many vampires. What, what movie did you see? Well, Unless you saw the demonisation of Alan Frost. But I see, I see what you mean. I was being too literal. Um, but the, the, the thing that would make this race is if Lewis got a jump off the line, built up a 50-second lead and then crashed it into the harbour wall, thus completing the tale. Wouldn't it be better if what, only one of the Mercedes in the race has a 20 second advantage, two laps, two seconds a lap, let's put it this way, advantage, then has to do a tyre change and gets stuck behind Fernando Alonso. Wouldn't that be better, of a 1992-esque finish? Uh, that would be fun, yes, yeah. I mean, it'd be great to see somebody who um, who wasn't a Mercedes get it at Monte Carlo, yes. but um, I, I would I'd love to see Danny Ricky do a good job here. <laughs> His nickname changes every time you know. Danny Ricky, Daniel Ricky. Uh, Rachel, you didn't really get to embellish, but uh, do tell us why you don't think Bosberg did it on purpose. 
I just, I just don't think he did. I think it was a genuine loss of control as he was going into the bend, and the safest thing for him to do was to go off onto the left-hand side, so or the right-hand side even. Oops, sorry, we're just uh, obstructing people's. Oh, it's Peter's dinner. Peter's now off the podcast. Bye, Peter. Enjoy your breakfast slash dinner. I'll be back after the race to. Uh, ask you more movie-based questions, apparently. Uh, Mr. Simonite, hello, Mr. Simonite. Father of Rachel, you've shown us some lovely pictures, and thank you for that. And by the way, there is Wi-Fi, so you don't have to eat up your data. I'll sort you that out later. But um, the pictures you showed us on that phone was of Monaco last year, so can you just uh, tell us about that? You sat, as you, took, as you showed us, by the pit lane. So what was that experience like? Uh, it was an amazing experience, the whole atmosphere of the, uh, the day. Um, very long day getting there from Stansted in the morning. Oh dear, what time did you set out? Uh, probably about half five, quarter to six in the morning, and got back about half eleven. Wow. So you did it all in one day? Yeah. Oh, no, it's too expensive to stay over then? Uh, I don't, I don't, also, this is the thing, I don't want to pry too much into the finances, it's your business, but did it set you back less than staying for the weekend at Silverstone would have done despite being Monaco? Because there's, there's this argument that going to races abroad is still cheaper than going to the British Grand Prix. I've never priced up the British Grand Prix, um, but certainly Monaco with the um, the environment there, the whole location, the weather, yeah. you can't beat it. No. Um, and it's a street circuit as well. You were blessed with great weather. Would you have been so happy if it rained? Because there's potential for rain this year. I'm not going to build it up too much because it's only 50% and I don't believe rain happens in Formula 1 until I see it. It's five minutes to go, by the way. So maybe I should be more precise, concise than I am. But yes. Would you have had so much fun if it rained last year? No. But you'd have had a better race to watch? Possibly. It was still a fantastic race to watch. Yeah. Um, the, the whole atmosphere, the, the noise of the engines, obviously that's different this yeah. year. And you saw a fire. I definitely want to talk about the yeah. fire. One of the cars just sort of uh, combusted in front of us um, yeah. as it was near to the entrance to the pit lane. Yeah. Um, that was dealt with very, very well by the, uh, the marshals yeah. there. And the safety car came out again. Um, did, you get, did you get there in time for the support races? Do you have any chance to watch GP2, uh, the Porsches, anything like that? No, we didn't. Um, as I say, the, the, the traffic on the way into Monaco, yes. uh, both pedestrian traffic and vehicle traffic, was um, yeah. horrendous. But we, we were dropped off and made our way to the track, found our seats and uh, watched the race. Brilliant. I had a couple of hours afterwards to uh, potter around uh, yeah. Monaco before catching the uh, the coach back to Nice and the plane back to Stansted. No, that, that does sound like you know you don't work for any holiday-based company, by the way, do you? This is not an advert. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Anyway, so moving on to today's race, as more people join us, got it's got a throng up here. One question to ask: Did Nico do it on purpose yesterday in qualifying? I don't think so. Um, Share your daughter's view. I don't. I don't think he did. Um, certainly. Uh, it didn't help Hamilton, but that's the joys of motor racing, and I'm sure uh, they'll collect their teddies from the corner and uh, get on with life. <laughs> that's true. Thank you. We'll talk to you after the race. I've got a lot of people to talk to, but thank you, and hopefully we can talk more, maybe off the podcast, about your visit to Monaco. <laughs> Lovely. Jay Bassett here. Hi, Jay Bassett. John Button Appreciation Society. And one person definitely doesn't, you don't want to talk. You're looking at you don't want to talk to me. So I talk to the representative. No, it's fine. Okay. I only have one question to ask uh, Jay Bass number one, and your name is? Emma. Hello, Emma. Hi. Thanks for coming again. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. A lot of people here today. Yeah, it's really, it should be a good race. I, I actually credit Jay Bass for this, because you bring, seem to bring a lot of people. It makes it seem so much more. But yes, one question to ask. Did Nico do it on purpose? No. 
I was hoping there'd be more embellishment than that. I'll give you. I'll be honest with you. But uh, okay, so that's a lot of no's so far. We're going to have to find someone that says yes just for equality. But okay, so why is Lewis so angry, and what will that mean for the race? Um, and do you want some food? Because there's some food here. Uh, no, but it's not for you. Uh, well, more elaborating why I don't think you do it on purpose. If you were going to do it on purpose, you'd do a peek and put it in the barrier. You wouldn't go down the escape route. Michael did it on purpose, and he didn't do it. Put it in the barrier. Is it the legacy of Michael Schumacher in that? Anyone? Yeah, I don't know who's that. Is. Don't look at me. It's not my food. Is someone here in the food? Anyway, this is watching the podcast. If is it the legacy of Marcus Schumacher that any mistake in air quotes in, at Monaco is going to be scrutinised quite heavily? It's a fair point, but like, why would you do it at Monaco when it's when the tiniest little mistake can cost you so much? It's true. It's a good point actually. But uh, yeah, if, if he did plan it, he did it very well. If he didn't, then he got away with it. Uh, more Jabas. Let's talk to Jabas as a collective. Hello, Jabas. Nice to see you. First time we've seen you, of course, since this, the sad and tragic death of John Button. Uh, but you're keeping his memory alive, of course, and uh, you will be back. We can pretend you're dressed in pink now, but uh, you're actually resplendent in your finest Monaco wear, except for you, uh, who's dressed in a hoodie. But yes, I mean, so, I mean, that, firstly, yeah, it's a shame, a great, great loss John Button was to the motorsport world, wasn't he? And this is Vicky, by the way. Hello, Vicky. Hello. Um, yeah, it was deeply tragic. I had a bit of a moment at work when I found out, but yeah. I was very glad to have managed to meet the man um, at the Rush premiere, and he was lovely and just everything you'd expect so what did he, what, how did he react when you said oh by the way uh, we have a little John Button appreciation society we dress like you how did he take that he just laughed honestly like I think because he was, he was in a hurry to get down the red carpet anyway and he thought who's this mad girl trying to take a picture with me but yeah he just laughed and was very sweet about it um, so yes we've got our official Pink for Papa shirts ordered um, so for the Hungarian Grand Prix we'll be here uh, in full J Bass attire because it would have been his birthday as well Yes, it w- oh, brilliant. That is a great uh, commemoration. Anyway, uh, oh, I'm on the parade lap already, so I've had, I started early and I've hardly ever got any questions about the race. So all of Jay Bass as a collective, did Nico do it on purpose? I don't think so. I think Nico was just being, I think it crossed his mind, hence the sort of steering issue. Um, but I don't think he has it in him. I think he's a bit beige for that, to be honest. So I don't Ignore think- Lyndon behind me giving you an advert to a stupid concert or something like that. I don't know what it is. Just don't go. Anyway... Uh, there was a great joke earlier, Lewis, because it happened during the grid walk. You missed it or you deliberately ignored it because the grid walk. And that's fair enough, it's more important. But is Lewis angry today? Are you? Uh, it's a joke. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> the, the question was that it's a little hilarious joke that I pretend that I'm funny. Yeah, uh, how's Lewis going to react? Did, firstly, do you think uh, Nico did it on purpose? Uh, no, I don't think he did. Um, I, if he did, he's a genius. Let's <laughs> put it that way. And yeah, we all, we've heard it said that Nico's the smart one of the two Mercedes drivers. Maybe he outsmarted Lewis, I don't know. but I appreciate that's not very hard to do, but no, I don't know what, how Lewis will react. It all depends whether he makes a good start or not. If he doesn't make a good start, then there's nothing he can do. Rosberg will disappear. So no pit stop related strategy or anything like that. No, I don't think so. I think if Rosberg gets into turn one first, he'll he'll have it under control like he did last year. Isn't our whole season based on those two playing fair and racing without each other? So Mercedes don't call them off. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they are going to play fair now. I think yeah, I was just reading that apparently Nicky Lauda said during the the grid war that Hamilton used a more powerful engine map than he should have done in Spain and held off Rosberg through that so no I think the gloves are off now I think they're fighting for the championship so both of them are going to do absolutely anything to win it so it's good that someone listened to the grid walk then instead of making my terrible jokes so thanks for that uh, let's see if we can get more from grid any more from J-Bass very quickly but I know we haven't got long so I'm just going to basically one word answer did Nico do it on purpose? yes oh there we go finally why do you think that? he's German and it's Monaco <laughs> it's a legacy of Michael isn't it that whatever mistake happens at Monaco it will be analysed yes well we can't say Michael now because it's you know it's, is, is it too soon for Michael? 
I don't know. Is that is that Rogro? It's Master Maldonado. So he's not even got the chance to smash someone off. No safety car today then. Hello. What's sorry, your name again for the podcast? Oh, My name's Ailish. Hello, everyone. Safety car. You can't say that. Oh, I can say that. Anyway. There's going to be, it's Monaco, come on. But did, did, did Nico do it on purpose? No, he didn't. Did Lewis, is just, Lewis is just a girl and he needs to go for it. Lewis is a girl. Let's, let's end on that one. No, I like that. Let's highlight that out, cut that out of the podcast and send it to him. I don't think you'll get some angry tweets. You'll get some angry tweets from uh, his dog, probably. Pardon? You'll get what? some angry tweets if you like, cut that out of the podcast and just use that. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, coming on to the grids, I haven't really got any long, but yeah, so... So what do you think it's going to mean for the race? Are they going to be contact? Is it just going to be boring? What? Lewis is going to be really angry and he's going to crash into Nico and then Disco Dan's going to win and Seb's going to be second and it's going to be a beautiful Red Bull Racing 1-2. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, of course. I'm going to talk to you about dominance after the race as well and if you think this season's worse than last. This season is worse than last. Okay, but it was, there's, more, there's more drivers racing for the... Anyway, moving on, <laughs> we'll talk to you afterwards. Corey, did Nico do it on purpose? Clearly. Look at the steering inputs. Okay. Sorry. Who weaves left, right and straight? No opposite lock. Okay, we haven't got time to debate on it. So that's, uh, we're getting sort of equality now because a lot of people said no. Now we're getting a few yeses. We haven't got, we haven't got time really, Corey. I know you want to go on to it, but it's, we're on the grid now. Uh, we haven't got time. Lyndon, after you advertising behind me there, did uh, Nico do it on purpose? Uh, yes sorry. or no? Y- yes. <laughs> okay. Spanish, did Nico do it on purpose? No. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? I'm just trying to get on the grid now. The lights are literally coming on. Ben, did Nico do it on purpose? Did I stop? No, it didn't stop you. Did Nico do it on purpose? No. Okay, the lights are about to come on, so we haven't got time. But hopefully we've enjoyed this uh, little poll about Nico. Uh, we'll find out after the race. But the lights are on now. Back to here. David Cross saying lights out. Away we go. Check us out online and find your nearest venue, motorsportinpubs.co.uk. You're listening to Formula Pubscast on Downforce Radio. see who gets third and it is well Danny Ricardo. but the question was who's getting second actually what professional intro that was hello this is the second half of the F1 in pubs cast a yellow flag has come out after the flag we'll see what happened there if it was Jensen Button uh, what a race we've seen in Monaco as we usually do uh, any news on the yellow flag it's out twice um, yeah well just a, a brief bit of housekeeping of course whatever you're listening to this podcast uh, you might be listening to it on iTunes you're listening to it on uh, the F1 in pubs, uh, motorsport in pubs website. I have to edit myself, or uh, even on Downforce UK. Are you off, Lyndon? Already? I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work. Oh no, we need the 500 for you. No. no what do you think, today. though? Uh, boring as usual. It's it boring. It stuff happened. Really? Oh, we'll talk, we'll talk later. Oh, we need longer with you. I'm see who finds the race boring. But yes, you might be listening on the Motorsport Impuls website, of course. Hello, if you're listening there. You might be listening on iTunes. Hello. Or you might be listening on Downforce-UK Radio. Uh, hello to our friends at Downforce Radio. And uh, thank you for taking the podcast. Uh, if you, you know this more than I do, but uh, hopefully some people are now going to stick around and there's going to be a second part to this podcast to watch the Indy 500 in our greatest day of racing. So, 
this has been the Monaco Grand Prix. Nico Rosberg is touring in after winning a sensational race. I thought it was quite good entertainment. We'll have an argument, I think. Uh, ben, you're definitely staying for the Indy 500, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. So we'll hear your voice in the two, both parts of the podcast. But for Monaco now, uh, what did you think? I think it got nice towards the end, didn't it? Yeah. Wish there were more laps. There was still no news on that late yellow flag there, was there? I think... I don't know, probably just Marshall's been a bit overzealous with the flags at the end. and so Jensen didn't dive bomb or anything? <laughs> I wish he did. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, uh, an interesting race. So what was going on with Lewis there? He was right on Nico's tail and then visor issues. Yeah, visor issues. I think that's all you can say really, isn't it? Um, Basically, you have no answers. I'm just going to go around and talk to other people and then you watch the broadcast. I'll come back and you give me some answers, yes? There'll be some replays. Okay, Ben. And you, manage. Watch the broadcast. I'll be back for answers. So I'm going to go to the other side of the pub, which I didn't talk to before. Hello, sir. Very quickly got a word to say for the podcast. Name for the podcast, please. Roger. Hello, Roger. Hello. Uh, what did you think to that race? Marushi have got points. Look at them celebrate. That's got to be a feel-good story, even yeah. with the, all the penalties they suffered. Exactly, yeah. Please for Marussia. Yes. Uh, uh, Bianchi got the points, and Max Chilton was there. Yeah, like he always is. He's there. He's yeah. there to be lapped, so... <laughs> It serves a purpose. But do you, what do you think of that race? Because I've already had someone say it was boring, but I, I disagree. What do you think? Uh, it's typical Monaco. Nothing much really happens, but when it does... It's, <laughs> yeah, it's tense, isn't it? It's yeah. tension. Two safety cars. Yeah, not a bad haul. So, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Did not Rosberg win that race by his mistake in qualifying? Did a mistake? It looked a little bit like Lewis when he won the race. He made a mistake, knocked his tyre off, changed tyres at the right time. Was that race because of a mistake in qualifying? Yeah, I think the debate is whether it was a mistake or not. So, <laughs> well, that's the I'm being optimistic. That's the nice way of looking at it. He's not that type of not that type of driver. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Depending on what broadcast you watch yesterday, Sky were like, "It's definitely uh, deliberate." BBC were like, "Well, it's a mistake." Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was. I wouldn't have thought that about him, but it looks suspicious. Let's yes. let's, let's leave it at that. So you haven't got time for the Indy 500, Roger. No, I've got to go now. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. But the Indy 500, it's like, this is the spot, what first part of a greatest day in racing? Yeah, next year. Next year. I'll All right, it. I'll hold you to that. I'll see you next time. Right. Have a good one. We'll be back in Canada in two weeks, of course. Okay, as our poster child, look on our Motorsport Imports account. You can see me in the mirror. Hello. Uh, what do we think to that race? You are on the, if you look at Motorsport Imports Twitter account, at MSport, Bobsport, whatever it is, uh, your face is right there. So, hello, sir. What's your name for the podcast? Uh, Rob. Hello, Rob. Um, so now we know your name and your face you can look at it on the Twitter account so yeah what did you think to that race? Uh, it was an interesting race I think yeah. the, the last sort of 20 laps were quite interesting first few were a little bit so it's a bit like Spain again yeah very very sort of similar race but, uh, I'm just interested to watch the body language between these two yeah but I don't think Lewis can really be angry at Nico I mean yes he might still be angry for yesterday whatever you think of yesterday but I don't think that whatever happened with his visor really cost him the race uh, no, I don't think so. And I think, uh, yeah, well, yesterday was what cost him the race. That's why I'm interested to see how he treats him in a second. Yes, and I uh, say, if Nigel Mansell couldn't get past Ernst Senna with a two-second le- two a lap difference in car and fresher tyres, then uh, I don't think Danny Wick had much of a chance, really. No, indeed, indeed. So I'm just asking, I'm, I, You should be asking me questions. I should ask you questions, shouldn't I, not just talk at you? <laughs> yeah, so what did you think of the race? Uh, lots of safety cars, of course, and uh, Mauritius first points. Uh, I think that the high degradation of cars was always going to be expected. Yeah. Uh, and I think the high number of safety cars was always going to be expected. We've gone through the hot races like Bahrain, Spain, and get to Monaco, and we've seen engine failures. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it, it, it's tough on the cars, isn't it? It's, it, not in terms of the, the temperatures, but more so in terms of the, the strains of the circuit. That's true, and uh, mistakes are punished and that's all that. So, yes. Uh, have you, are you a fan of IndyCar as well? 
No. Oh, come on. Just watch the start. I'd love to try at least... Get, I'd love to have someone who's against it and try and talk them round and see if I can... And then you'd be like, no, it's rubbish. And then continue this debate into the second half of the... Have you got time to watch the start of the IndyCar? No, it's rubbish. <laughs> have you, I didn't say a quality assessment. Have you got time? No. Oh, I'm really, I want that on the podcast. And then, you know, we can have a nice debate. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, at least go home and watch it and tweet me. Uh, tweet me uh, your angry comments about IndyCar. You know, were, were you a Montoya fan? It, it'll be some time I'll never get back. <laughs> Oh, the Indy 500 are you not whatever you think about IndyCar the Indy 500 stands apart surely uh, no we, we, like I said to you earlier we've booked to go to the Coke Zero 400 at Daytona so I'll, I'll, I'll go and see it first and that's car different but okay I'll let you off yeah, well, we'll get a couple of beers and a hot dog and that'll probably be the highlight of the race <laughs> Oh, you'll get a few crashes. I, I promise you, you'll be a little bit... At the end of the race, you will you will be a big... I think you'll be, not to say a convert, but you'll be glad you went. Yeah, I think convert would probably be stretching it. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll have a good time. I think it's money well spent. If, you, if you're a big crash fan, anyway. Uh, that's the NASCAR race. That's how they race. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Montoya fan? Uh, used to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's racing today. Yeah. Takuma Sato? You're still not talking me into it. All right. All right, fine. Jack Villeneuve? Yeah, yeah, I used to like him as well. These all these people are racing. Yeah, but it's, it's like a sort of has been like an F1 graveyard, isn't it? Not has. Don't you start? I'd, oh. I'd rather go and watch F1. <laughs> it's true. I wish. Well, no, I, I watch anything to be honest. But yeah, all right, fine. You, I'm, I'm half bad enough of you now. Go away. But uh, yeah, let's go back to Monaco. You know, what was your highlight of the race? Uh, watching Vettel go out early doors. You're a really negative man, aren't you? Oh, Corey's going. I wanted to talk to Corey. He's a big Lewis Hamilton fan. Oh, he says, no, he's not. He's moving chairs. I was going to go chase him. But, yeah, um, anything positive to say from the race? Yes. Yeah. F1 in pubs puts on a good show. Thank you, but it's motorsport in pubs. Now, but carry on. And the beer and the food here was good. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people great atmosphere today. <laughs> no, I think it was a good race. Was that a nice, nice win, Marussia, uh, looking like to get points, and then they had their drive-through penalty, stop-go penalty. There was like a silence, a, a disappointed silence. That's been one of my favourite moments. We always root for the underdog. And they got the points in the end, so it was a nice atmosphere. Yeah, indeed. And I think as well, with Nico winning a few points, putting him back on top, make it interesting when we go to the next round. Yes, and that's Canada. That's always a good race. Yeah. Okay, I've had enough of you now, Mr Negative. That's your new name. I'm going to take you off the Twitter background. Anyway, thanks for that. And I won't talk to the people that don't want to be talked to. Uh, who's over here? Beatrice. I remember Beatrice is over here too. Uh, we talk to some people in the very far corner. Oh, for the Ave Bar. Hello, Beatrice. Your name, Beatrice, isn't it? I remembered your name. You should be happy. So that means I have to come and talk to you now. So, what did you think of the race? Um, it, it was good actually. Yeah, no, lots of battles and um, kind of up at the front with uh, Lewis and Nico. We were enjoying that. We kind of. Um, Gareth was saying about you know if there were kind of a third safety car, you know what would the strategy be with tyres, you know with Nico going and stuff. So we were kind of we were hypothesising quite a bit about you know what would what kind of happen. It ultimately it didn't happen. But I was thinking about now, this is a point I said on Twitter. Now it's a debatable one, but what do you think about the safety cars not coming out? Marshals are put in a, a racing line and danger to at least twice, if not three times. Uh, Marshals, of course, are, are heroes, are unpaid volunteers. I don't know if they get a free lunch or not. And they're putting harm. They do well, get yeah. free lunch. They're put in harm's way to re- rescue multi-millionaires and their toys and keep the race going. Is Charlie writing right to put the race, the purism of the race, and not being stopped by safety cars? 
is he right to do that or is he should he put the safety car out bearing in mind it's Monaco no one would really mind yeah yeah well I think that's a good point I think I mean you know kind of the only uh, kind of reason when it changes is if there's an accident or something serious happens and hopefully you know it wouldn't get to that point where then he's you know there's suddenly a decision actually you know we do need to put these people safety kind of from last season he's been told for all you know from TV point of view whatever the reason is don't put the safety car out unless you can it's this amazing emergency unless there's a car rolling backwards down the track sorry sorry Moose it's your day I shouldn't mention that or or if there's um, you know a, a truck on the track yeah those will be safety cars but anything else the marshals can deal with it under green flag conditions which well yellow flag conditions but it's still scary as anything it, yeah it must be yeah it must be especially for them yeah anyway that's moving on uh, that's, just, that's my controversial but I might bring that up again later uh, are you a fan of IndyCar at all um, not seen it no do you want um, to how long have you got today because in about half an hour we're going to switch to Indy and you want to stick around we're going to have a separate podcast and everything oh right okay yeah, please um, stay because I... I want some Formula 1 fans to experience it no, I'm, I'm intrigued by it I'm go intrigued on. by it yeah, yeah. go I'm, on I think we'll make a group decision oh, so, group? Uh, oh, right. yeah, let's so. ask the others then uh, Steve was it <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Gaz. Oh, I don't know. I didn't listen to me on podcast. Let's talk. Gaz, hi. What did you think to the race then? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's a shame. I wanted more of a battle between Nico and Lewis, really. Benedict's back. <laughs> I thought he died a return of Sherlock, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he, di- he definitely died in Malaysia on the podium. <laughs> uh, never mind. And uh, now he's back. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, it wasn't a funny joke at all, was it? No, okay, okay, come on, Gaz, come on. It's your race summary. I interrupted to see Benedict. Come on. Yeah, uh, I just think if there'd been a proper battle between uh, Nico and Lewis, it would have been better. It was tense all the way through. And I wonder like, if Lewis had just completely destroyed his tyres at the end. But, I do uh, not know why that happened. Do we need to inform you? Can you not hear the commentary? You had a visor issue. Oh, yeah, no, but after the visor issue, obviously he was losing time for something else because Daniel was catching up with him as well. Yeah, the visor, he couldn't see, he had eye issue, I don't know, we can look at him now, is he squinting? I don't know, but yeah, I don't know, there's lots to come out and I'll go and check with Ben what the actual reasons were. I'm sure Benedict will be asking the very hardcore racing questions right now on the podium that I, uh, I could do that. This is good, this stuff. Anyway, yeah. Do you fancy IndyCar? I do, but I haven't slept in 29 hours. I don't hours. care about that. You stay here. I'll, get no, you a co- I'll buy you a coffee if you stay. I want you on the podcast and sampling a bit of... Just watch the start. Just watch the start. Go on. Go on. I'm afraid I can't. I can't. Well, you Italian Beatrice. Who's in charge here? Anyway, yeah, so uh, what else are the other stories? Moosh's first points. What do you think to that? I'm really, really happy for them. Yeah. Really, really happy. They look like it was very dodgy. They weren't getting them. They weren't getting them. You know, that's going to be worth millions of them to them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's it's just I think uh, Marussia have worked really hard, and it's really good that they've been rewarded. Yes, uh, and obviously by uh, Bianchi, who Chilton was there. <laughs> it's a shame Max couldn't have got on the points, but nah, he'll he'll have his time to shine. I do just repeat the same jokes, don't I? I better go and talk to Rachel. But I'm I'm, I'm I believe in you, Beatrice. Keep him here. Buy him a Red Bull well, or any energy drink. You, know, don't, you probably met McLaren fans, so Rachel's going, so I better go talk to her. Uh, Rachel, I know you're waving at me. You've run all the way over to the far side. Hello. Hello, we're going. Sorry. Hello, goodbye. Yeah, okay, so nice to very quickly then. What do you think? Good race. Um, good, good. Lots of safety car, lots of incidents. Uh, Danny Ricardo, lucky not to get second. but um, Lucky not to get second. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, have you been drinking? No. Good, that's fair enough. I'm drinking now. Um, <laughs> oh. going to the pub. Um, this is a pub. No, I'm going to a different pub. I'm so glad you came over to talk like this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> come over to tell me you're defecting as everyone else walks out. I've got, someone's got to stay for IndyCar. 
indie five hundred. Manish is coming. Manish is playing. <laughs> me, Manish, and Ben, and maybe Beatrice if you convince everyone else to buy him a coffee. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm coughing. You want to talk for a bit? But yeah, it, 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 was, it was a good race. Lots of incident. Um, I think driver of the day. I don't know. Tony Ricardo for going. So I was going for Sutil until he then crashed because he yeah. was overtaking. Kimmy was doing really well until things went bad. Uh, Jules Bianchi. Yeah. Jules Yankee. Yeah, we know you said first, that one. First points for Mauritius, excellent yeah. job. Um, so, yeah, it was a good race all around. It was, uh, all around the track, you're right. But uh, some people said it was boring, but you know, that's, I think you've got to lower your standards when it comes to mind. And thanks for walking with me, Rachel, uh, over to where other people are. And bye bye, Rachel, and thank you for being a Mr. Simonite. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you again, Mr. Simonite. He's gone. Bye, Rachel's dad. <laughs> yes, uh, he's waving. It's not very good for a podcast. Uh, let's talk to Jay Bass and then to Kerry and Martin, and then we'll come and round up with you lot. I hope you've got some news for me. Hello, Jay Bass. How was that for you? A little bit of better showing at the end there for Red Bull. Um, yeah, I mean, the start was dull. Yes. Um, the middle was all right, and then the end was exciting. Can I? Can you uh, own up to your Twitter name, please? Own up to... Um, I'm... At Elish Catherine. And what did you put there about three quarters of the way through? A disgusting tweet came from you really? about uh, the contact between, uh, was it, the Sauber? Can you someone, who, was it you or someone grab your phone and tweet it? Oh no, it was, it's always me. No one takes my phone. What did you put then? Go on, uh, oh no, I like hashtag, this. Hashtag F1 smut. Uh, <laughs> I was slightly jealous of Jeff's penetration to Jules Bianchi. Like, everyone wants to be there. This is a new aspect to the fan, fandom I'm not quite aware of. But, don't, uh, don't deny, everyone wants to be on the end of a Jeb penetration. It's yes. just... Is this more to do with the nose of the car more than anything? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but despite that, or maybe because of that, points for the Marusha. Clearly, Jules is Should be just, penetrated yeah, every race. Yeah, he, fair enough. He clearly gets just as excited as I do by a, <laughs> by a Jeb penetration. And... Two points for Marusha, that's amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. Well done, Jay Bass, podcast successfully sabotaged with uh, rudeness. But, uh, yeah, so thank you. That was a highlight on my Twitter feed anyway. I think I'll try, I don't know if I retweeted it, I think I will after the race. Retweet and favourite. Yes, hashtag F1 Smirk. Let's see, oh, and if there's anything else on there, is it just you? Um, no, it's all of us. Brilliant. I hope to see some more later on. But yes, uh, did you enjoy penetration, sir? <laughs> That, that specific penetration, oh, never mind. Only in my rear diffuser. Nice, it's all going, it's all happening now. No, no, Beatrice is leaving, you promised me you'd stay. Boo, oh, rude people. Anyone want to stay for the Indy 500? We, we will, continue. Yes. Would you like a nacho? No, I'm all, no, why, what have you done? I'm not worried. No, no I, I'm too suspicious of you no, lot. I mean, I'm in a new season, I'm a changed man, there are no inappropriate touching. Okay, no, I'm all right, thank you. But uh, I, would have, I, would, I would have if, uh, you know, I trusted you. So, yeah, but what do you, anyway, some, there's a race on or something, I don't know. We, at some point, yes. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, obviously, you've got, have you all the same notice, different notice? I lost a load of points, yeah. and I'm disappointed with Bottas blowing up. But I think it was probably a fair result because whoever gets polled normally wins. So what is it about Monaco where we got through the heat of Bahrain and Spain and then the people start having engine failures in Monaco? I think because they're waiting to go through all the engines and they thought, right, Monaco's not going to be that bad. We'll just use an engine and it just happened that everything broke. True. Or well, we expect your car to be crashed by then. You don't expect to punish the engine. Yeah. So, yeah, there's loads of stories. Marusha's first points, Mercedes stuff, what happened to Lewis at the end of his visor, blah, blah, blah. What was your highlight of the race? Don't say Benedict Cumber bloody bad. I'm not, no, no, he was, he was a, a dapper gent. Um, was his questioning very incisive as mine? Oh, no, no, you are vastly superior in the interviewing stakes. <laughs> nice. I don't know what my highlight was. I think there's the, maybe the start, because no one crashed into each other, so we could actually have a race. That is true. Good. Well, we nearly had a red flag. We came close with Jensen. And who would you blame for that, Jensen, and the uh, Force India? I think 
Sergio was on the outside, turned in too early, um, thought he'd got past and hadn't. So I think Perez is entirely at fault. Vicky's a Burton fan, would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I think that's the way. But there's still, uh, is there still a pending investigation about that? Yeah, it's after the race, but I, I can't see how they'd do anything, to be honest. I think no further action, because Perez is at fault, but he was he punished himself enough already. To be honest, I mean, yeah, you, if you're going to blame someone, but it was just first corner, first lap, sort of side-by-side bunching, wasn't it? Yeah, i just call it a racing incident, to be honest, and I mean, it's lucky the button didn't get any damage. My one overriding question with, well, one constant question I get is, that's what we think, but what would the stewards do? Will they have, do they feel like they have to penalise everything? Uh, a little bit, but I think they should penalise Perez in that case. If they really feel the need to punish someone, I think it should be Perez. But they will, and they always do, don't they? Uh, so he'll be on a five or ten place good drop for the next race, which is fine because you can overtake there. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be, uh, I don't know. I think if they're going to... if they're, they were quite lenient with Bianchi, for example, putting True. the penalty on after the race rather True. than making him drive through again. So uh, maybe, maybe they're in a casual mood. Maybe they've got a beverage down at Raskas uh, lined up. <laughs> Yes, maybe they're already there and that's why they were taking so long time. But yes, I, that's where they do their... They seem to be... Maybe they do... Uh, there's a pub in Monaco where they can uh, do their judgments from. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard a few people spotting some F1 personnel uh, out past their bedtime last night, including Mr Bianchi, actually. Nice. Well, on a race night, I hope they do have a breathalyzer for the race. Yeah, but apparently it does in wonders. Mm. So, um, I'm just glad it wasn't Chilton getting points for the Marussia. That's true. I did say, I said my one joke today is that, yeah, well done Bianchi getting Marussia's first points and Chilton was there. Probably yeah. he paid for it, but Bianchi bought it home. Well, exactly, there you go. So everybody wins. It's a feel-good story, though, isn't it? We all support the underdogs, really. It's better when sort of the Minardis, the Jordans or the world get points. Yeah, they looked all adorable celebrating <laughs> and stuff. So, And I'm glad that with, with the sort of Raikkonen cock-up that at least um, my lovely Roman got a point or two as well. I thought, you're not a fan of Raikkonen. I am. I am. I, say, Raikkonen, I thought he was having a good race, especially his start. He was, but it was a cock-up. You can't yeah. deny. He was. It just yeah, sort of shoved yeah. it in there, and you must have thought it must have crossed his mind. F1 yeah. smut again. Of, of course, yeah, yeah. Raikkonen shoving it in there uh, where it did not belong. So you know, uh, and he oh, paid dear. for it. I'm glad you look home. It's so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, uh, how was your race? And uh, how was your visor? How was your eye? Uh, it was a penetrative race. Wasn't oh it? yeah. So I hope your eye wasn't your visor as well. No, it was all right. I mean. Once Rosberg got into the first corner first, I think that was pretty much it, and he, he didn't really put a foot wrong. So, yeah, once the tears got in Lewis's eyes after 56 odd laps, <laughs> that was when he started to struggle with his vision, and Ricardo caught him. And yeah, it was a it was a decent enough finish. And there was very enough, bitter, very bitter, acidic, visor penetrating tears, was it? Yeah, I think mean, I think that's what it was. He was he was obviously he had all that time to get his excuses in. So obviously 56 laps in, I think he finally came up with one. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but even saying, was there really much chance for Danny Rick? Because Marge and Mansell are to Senna, two seconds a lap difference. Marge couldn't get by. Was there really any chance Danny Rick is going to get that? Nah, not really. And the Red Bull's so much slower in a straight line. It was the only place he was going to overtake it was with DRS, and he just didn't have the speed down the straights to overtake. So. Yeah, I've seen, what races have I seen this weekend? There's the World Series by Renault, GP2. I didn't see the Porsches, but I didn't see anyone get close on the start-finish straight enough to overtake yeah, into turn one. The only one. overtakes that we saw was when you know, people like Sutil went curb yeah. crawling at the head pit and yeah. managed to overtake a few people but obviously that ended up Magnussen in Raskas which no one's ever overtaken there before no no it was whether it was legal or not I don't know but no it, it was, was legal because the line was before yeah, I mean, there, but was, there, there was some good overtakes in there and some less obviously Raikkonen <laughs> botched his at the hairpin yeah, as well yeah, yeah. So, so and that obviously let Bianchi that. through into the points at the end that was what made the difference for Bianchi to get the points so. Kimi's start was amazing though yeah it was and obviously he got help with the, the Red Bulls having a bit of a problem obviously Vettel made a good start but had a problem and he got ahead of Ricardo. and I'm not the biggest Raikkonen fan, but he did drive well today, and he, he didn't deserve the result that he got. He was, you know, he obviously had whatever he had that made him pit again yeah. under the safety car. Apparently, 
according to Twitter, this needs to be confirmed, but it was Max Chilton punctured him. Yeah. So surprisingly, another Max Chilton penetration. It was all part of the yeah, well, yeah, it was it was all part of the master plan clearly for Mauricio to get Bianchi those points. So um, Max finally did his job for him. Brilliant. So yes, yeah, so I wonder over here. I might come back, but we've got the Indy 500 next, so there'll be a second part to this. Uh, are you an IndyCar fan? Uh, I've never watched the IndyCar race all the way through. That's what I like. Uh, well, I don't know if you're out of here at seven, so I don't think I'll watch this one either. You can watch the start of it then. I'll watch the start of it, yeah. I just want to see Formula One fans and how they experience it. You find it to be negative. I just I want honesty. I've watched a bit of IndyCar on normal circuits, but I've never actually watched a normal race. Like the Indy 500. You also got we've got Villeneuve, we've got Montoya, we've got. Uh, Sato, so there's going to be at least some Formula 1. Uh, so I saw the one where Sato was a lap away from winning it and then yeah. did his usual taku trick. And well, yeah, that's another debate about that. Oh, is that the Sky? Oh, Sky, I thought we've had music put on. But yeah, so uh, in about half, oh, 15 minutes we'll be starting the Indy 500. Ooh, we can support the Formula 1 guys anyway. Uh, who else have we got? Oh, Kerry and Martin, you're not staying? You're not staying? No. Are you not talking on the podcast? No, because I got abused on Twitter. I didn't really. I mean... I'm only joking. Yeah, I am didn't. only joking. Have you actually searched for the abuse and see if you could find any? There was no abuse. It's someone saying, oh, it's a surprise that a girl turns up. That's not... It's a bit sexist. No, they said I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you do. And you know you know what you're talking about, so what does it matter what people think? Because <laughs> I'm a sensitive person. <laughs> no matter what some random Twitter troll says, leave it alone. Now, prove it. On, prove. Ask, ask yeah, I'm going to be a more incisive and in-depth questioner than Benedict Cumberbatch. All right? Let's ask you a woman question. I can't remember. Well, who was you? <laughs> Would you? Oh no, I can't remember. I can't think of any questions. I've really, I've, I don't know. I'm just going to ask you the same. I'll tell you what. I'll treat you like you're the same, almost as if you're the same. And I'll ask you the same questions as everyone else. Did Rosberg win that race because of his mistake yesterday? If it was mistake. I was at work, so I don't know what happened yesterday. <laughs> okay, that's not a woman question. That's it. Yeah. I, I can't. That's a casual fan. I can't be bothered to watch qualifying question. No, Ooh. it's called I work 11 to late and then I go to bed. And so. you don't have any recording devices. No, I don't point at him. It's no pointing on a podcast. It doesn't help. Anyway, okay, so I'll ask you a better question about the race, what you saw there. Who's your star of the race? We had, you know, Nico putting in a great race. Kimi was doing well, then sort of threw it away. And the Marussia, was it which for Jules Bianchi that got second? Yeah. Uh, well, it's two points, should I say? Um, Yankee, because like you know, he's got his he's got his points now, which is what we wanted for him. And then we was a bit worried because he had his five second penalty, but um, it worked out okay. So he's got points. So I'm happy for him. So it would be my star race for today. Cool, uh, that's excellent. And uh, <laughs> it's a feel good feeling, isn't it? Though you know, when the smaller teams get points, it makes everyone sort of in Formula One smile. Yeah, because it means that some of the people are actually getting some credit for the race. It's not just the the usual sort of suspects. It's people that you don't really hear much about and yeah. they're, they're coming through and they can show yeah we, we can race as well and we have as much right to be on the track as everyone else does and it's worth millions of dollars to them isn't it yes <laughs> oh, it's such a, in a money world I think maybe that hopefully will keep them more safely on the grid but yeah so uh, oh and about to change to Indy 500 so you can't stick around uh, it depends you might have to drop people off so oh come on you can come back might do might do <laughs> Yes, so, but I mean, what did you think uh, that visor problem? Do you reckon Lewis had ever had a chance at, sec- at first? And did Danny Rick have a chance at second? Um, Dan- Why am I saying Danny Rick? I don't even like that nickname. Carry on. Um, I don't think Hamilton would have got past Rosberg. I think, I think he, ha- he had it in the bag, to be honest. Um, yeah. But it's the type of track it is as well. Um, and it was, it was very close for second and third, but... Um, I do feel that like Hamilton has maybe been a bit more careful because he felt like he had to defend. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what happened with the whole visor eye thing and 
stuff like that. But he looked he looked quite miserable at the end of the race as well. But that might also be to do with that Rosberg one, and he didn't. Now, this isn't a girl question, but as any as a fan at all, but I guess from a female perspective, you have a different viewpoint on it. Do you give a damn what anyone says when they're out of the car? Is it just their on-track performance that matters? I, I feel if you're part of a team, then you should be supporting each other. Yes, OK, you are going to compete against her as well, but if your teammates want to race and stuff like that, don't... If, if you feel it's going against you because the tactics weren't in your favour, don't have a strap about it. Congratulate your teammate, because in the day, you're all racing for the same team. Yes, you are going for your own tam- championship points as well, yeah. but there's no need to be rude to each other off the track as well. Oh, and the, and the rest of the family are joining in. How the rude and they weren't having any communication at all. Yeah, so. I didn't see that. Obviously, I started the podcast by then. So, yeah, were they no, actually... There was no communication. The only communication there was between was between uh, Ricardo and, and Rosberg. They're like, Hamilton just went off and did his own thing. It's a shame so. we don't get the room of a uh, cool-down room where they have silence and we can hear them talk in Monaco because they go straight yeah, to the yeah. podium. But, oh, well, fair enough. And, uh, yeah, so good race. And you'll be back for Canada? Uh, yeah, should be. Good. It's a late one. Yeah, I've got a car, so I'll be fine. Look at you. Okay, so the rest of the family over here, this is Martin and is Martin's dad? Hello. Yes, hello, Martin's dad. There's a load of dads today. I don't know what, what about Monaco brings up the dads. I think Kerry said it all, really, didn't she? Well, fair enough, if you want to go. I'll let you go then. <laughs> Kerry said it all. Martin, do you agree? Kerry said I didn't hear most of it. Yeah, Kerry said it all, you don't need to. But yeah, what was your highlight of the race, really? The amount of safety cars. <laughs> Two, but should there have been more? Because there was a couple of crashes where the marshals were in danger. That's my contentious issue. One of them was near the pit lane, so I, you could you could be. Would you go out on track with these guys that don't obey yellow flags? Would you run out and pull a car? It's, it's um, what you what you get for the job. You think you? It's yeah. not a job. They're volunteers. They're heroes. I said job metaphorically. Yeah, all right, fine. You did. I can't get air quotes on a podcast. Sorry, Martin, I was angry at you. But yeah, I mean, I'm just angry at Charlie Whiting, to be honest. A couple of times I think they should have put a tape car out, but that's just my opinion. Do you agree? Do you think um, towards the end of the race, um, putting the safety car out would probably be a waste of time? Oh, yeah, that Raikkonen one would have been, yeah, but oh well, yeah. I'll let you go now. Enjoy uh, and come back. That's it. Good. Thank you. Bye, dads of everyone. There's so many dads here today. Uh, lots of sabotage going on there, probably. I don't know what's going on with the JBA. We'll come back and Corey. Oh dear, what are you counting now? Drinks, though. Oh, nice. I'll have one. You stay in? Yeah. Nice. Okay, so we we'll just might wrap up this half of the podcast with yours and Ben's sideshow. Lewis Hamilton fan, you probably know more than me what happened because they've obviously had some interviews and I was talking to real people while you were watching the broadcast. Real people? Yeah, the actual wow. fans in the pub. That is, do you mean the fans that are here? Like, you know, I've been here for almost every single race. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, they're the elite okay, on our screens. And, and we are the are genuine fans down the pub, giving our real opinions. Oh, and you know those people on the screen, who cares about what those multimillionaires think? Because they drove around the track. <laughs> oh, we we are what matters. Were you going to ask me a question, Paul? No, I think that's it now. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, uh, what did he say? What was the body language? And as a Lewis Hamilton fan, would you did you think he Rosberg had the measure on him this weekend? And did that visor problem cost him the win, or was he already given up? Surprisingly, surprisingly, being that different on this, I think. Wow, you too. What, what do you think about Lewis's pace? What did you say? My feeling was that if Lewis had gotten pole, Hi, I'm not sure Rosberg would have kept up with him. I think, I think Lewis is keeping something in hand. We're joining Manish. Let's just have a threesome and then we'll talk about the race. Ignoring uh, the sexual connotations, obviously. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I've had an innuendo-based day, so I, it's all stuck in my head. 
and uh, so is the... But there's a lot stuck in your head, Paul. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Anyway, you carry on, you two talk for a bit, I've had enough. No, but uh, I don't know, like, I feel like whoever's in front of Monaco, like, you can see that Rosberg's tyres are in so much better condition. I think that's what being in front allows you to do, allows you to go at a slightly slower pace. Yeah. I think they were both evenly matched, and you could see that by the fact that, like, the dirty air was obviously something Hamilton, and obviously the track was something Hamilton from getting closer, but he was close enough to be able to kind of, like, put Rosberg under some pressure, but it did ruin his tyres. Mm. Well, Rosberg, while only just being able to rein ahead, never looked like he was that troubled, was able to save his <laughs> yes. tyres so well that Lewis couldn't be responding in the but race. He had fuel-related issues at some point, so could, would he was going to run out of fuel if Lewis hadn't? Well, Lewis kept on pressuring, should I say. Would he have run out of fuel? Well, you see that even then, like, when Rosberg was in London gears, Hamilton still never really had a chance to overtake him. That's why I think they were evenly matched. Even when, like, you know, Rosberg was probably in a lower optimal engine setting and was using longer gears, yeah. never used to the chance. I think the race was more or less, as always, Saturday, and I think Rosberg cheated. Wow, oh, here we go. Manish, uh, I'm going to cook to you because you're dressed in red and you're Australia 2013. I think we're all dressed in red, mate. All right, cheers. I've got a bit, yeah, I was going to ask you about Marussia, basically, Manish. Feel good result for the team? Unbelievable result for Marussia. Um, no, yes, you could say that uh, there were retirements in front of Bianchi, but you know, you've got to be it's in Monaco, the right place. retirement. Yeah, and you've got to be in the right place at the right time to capitalise. So, yeah. you know, well done to Jews and Marussia. Um, you know, great to see him in the points finally. After you know, after so long, and Max Chilton was there. I want you to stop repeating the same joke. You've heard it four times at home. I'm sorry, but Manish, yes. Uh, do you reckon it's Max Chilton's money that, and then Bianchi brings it home? Well, you know, but another race where Max finishes as well. But, True. Uh, Got consistency. I'll give him that. Yeah. Andy also rumours are that we missed on the broadcast, but he may have been the one that punctured Kimi Raikkonen's tyre. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. But uh, no, no, found out. Um, I'm sure, there'll be uh, lots of post-race analysis. So by the time people listen to this uh, on Downforce Radio or the F1, oh no, I'm doing it again. Motorsport <laughs> in Pubs website, the F1 Pubs, uh, Formula Pubs. Oh, I'm just going to get out. Delete. Okay, that's gone. So by the time people listen to this, on wherever they're going to listen to it, uh, they may know exactly what happened. But we're just speculating the minute, so forgive us because it's only ten minutes since the end of the race. But yeah, that's the rumour. If that is true, then somehow Max Chilton managed to survive all this and still finish. Yeah, very much so. And uh, you know that will do. You no, know, Max is you know, Max is finishing another race. Do his confidence. The world are good. And uh, he's, been, he's, been, he's finished enough. He's got enough confidence now. It's time to move on and do what his teammates do. And I think. But uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Max Chilton uh, is still very young looking at him. I know he's doing his modelling as well, I've seen on the Sky coverage, but uh, I think he's going to be in the sport for a long time to come. Yeah, very much so. Until, unless the team goes away, then he won't be. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, well, I hope Marussia stick around. Um, no, same with Caterham as well. Uh, obviously, so how, big sort of today for Caterham, yeah. you know, seeing Marussia uh, finishing the points. Um, but, uh, yeah, also just want to mention uh, Jensen Burton, good team back in the points again today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I mean, Ricardo, Alonso went about their business quietly today without really getting mentioned. Um, I mean, for I mean, for Lewis, I mean, Lewis Rosberg today. Um, Lewis, he, there were times where he was closing at Ros, no, the, no, right behind Rosberg, but he didn't really challenge to be honest. He didn't really know Rosberg yeah. side by side or anything. Well, yeah, but it's Monaco. That's my answer to everything. It's Monaco. Reliability. It's Monaco. Crashes. It's Monaco. They're not going to get side-by-side racing between two Mercedes. It's Monaco. Even Mansell, with two seconds a lap faster than Senna, could not get by. Well, you say, well, you say that. But I did, no, but, just said it. I yeah, said well, it out loud. Yeah, you heard yeah, it. Yeah, well, you say that, but, you know, we saw side-by-side clashes today. I mean, you look at the Marussia Cage clash. Hulkenberg and uh, Magnussen was a really good one. And uh, Suter was... Side-by-side for Portier. Suter was overtaken like a demon before he ruined it by crashing, wasn't he? Oh, my God. You know what, Soil? Leave the sport. Oh, God's sake, Corey. <laughs> 
Sorry. Say, say it again. Without that, I'll just cut that bit. For God's sake, subtle. Leave <laughs> port. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're funny. But sorry, seriously, like... You know, like, I said to these guys, like, the biggest chance for, like, a good race was going to be, like, the, the pit stop. Because, obviously, at that point, Nigo was struggling with his tyres. You could see that. Hamilton was closing the gap. We had traffic. We had everything, you know. Maybe if, you know, if... Like we were saying before, there was no undercut on Monaco because the tyres take so long to bring up the temperature. Yeah. So whoever pitted first was at risk of losing track position if the person behind had better tyres yeah. or good enough tyres to take advantage of it. And then Suttle, like an idiot, manages to crash by himself, not under pressure, not racing any cars, by himself. Before that, he was, doing, the he, was the, he was the star of the race. He was the only one overtaking in the early... Yeah, what? A Mauricio in a caterham. I don't know if that qualifies as being star of the race. Ball. Fun for me in to terms, watch. I was, I was enjoying it. I was Fine, say, Corey. In terms, of, um, yeah, in terms of Sutil, what he did, he's not the only one who did that. I mean, we saw Kvyat yesterday. Yeah. You know, so it's... it's well, I can forgive yeah. Kvyat a rookie. I can't forgive Sutil. Guy's been in the Formula for five years. Quite frankly, he shouldn't be in it anymore. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's. I think we're coming to an end now because we've got to start the Indy 500. So we've got to wrap up, but uh, and then to start again. To you, we'll just carry on. To people at home, we're ending. But thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Corey, for your four fight views. I hope you continue this for the Indy 500. There's lots of people to watch: Montoya, Villeneuve, Sato, member Formula, and also non-Formula One people. Hashtag Force Marco. <laughs> Hashtag Greatest Day of Racing. Actually, uh, we're not going to stick around till midnight and watch the NASCAR race as well. That'd be ridiculous. But there's something like 1,200 miles of great racing today. But uh, we're only doing two of them. Oh, that's some great racing uh, and overtaking on the Sky Feed. So good stuff. There's going to be enough people for the Indy 500 second half. And uh, don't look at your watch, man. It's just staying. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long podcast, though. You're right. Uh, and it's time to it. So thanks for listening. You are listening in your droves. I don't know why, but loads of listeners this year. And thank you for doing that. If you want to give us a tweet, at Formula Pubscast. If you want to come and join in the fun, at M Sport Pubs Brum. Yeah, I know. It just, it's just leave it. That's what it is now. Uh, and you can find out how to come here and join the podcast. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you're listening on Downforce Radio, then there are two other ways to listen. You can listen on the Motorsport in Pubs website or on the iTunes, which is a great granddad way of explaining it. iTunes, just search for... Oh, I don't know what you search for. Yeah, Motorsport in Pubs. Search for something. F1 in Pubs, probably the old uh, logo. I should update it. I forgot. Anyway... Yes, uh, and the Motorsporting Pubs uh, will be also wearing the second half Indy 500 related. I think it'll be a short chat about the race before people storm off, but it should be good. I'm looking forward to teaching some Formula 1 fans about the Indy 500. Who knows? So that's been a great race, and thanks for listening. And uh, yes, lots of you do. I'm, I'm constantly surprised. I've said it twice now, but uh, thank you. And uh, I've talked for long enough, and I'm about to talk again, so I'm going to stop. Thanks for listening to the Formula Pubscast. I was hoping the cool kids will start calling it for Pubsca. For Pubsca. Let's start that. Let's start that as a thing. Thank you. I hope I've faded myself out by now. This is a download from motorsportingpubs.co.uk. Formula Pubscast with Paul Hadsley.